Welcome back to Goon Quest, everyone. Here's a bonus special episode for, I guess, best put, I might put it around Halloween time. It's going to be spooky Ooh. for people. Spooky. <laughs> spooky thing. When we talk about Ooh. the mechanics of D&D and some of the things we have, and one of the things that we have neglected to probably talk about or tell people is the magic items that you guys had when we got into the game. So we all, the game started from about our our session five, which was session zero for basically everyone listening to the podcast. And so some of the party members had magic items just because when magic came back to the land, some random items were actually magical to begin with. And some of the ones they acquired were just naturally they acquired random objects that ended up being magical. So I think just so people have an idea of what magical items the party has on them, what we'll do in this very short go through is uh, have everyone say what magic items they have and what they kind of look like and what they actually do. So we all have an understanding and. I think most of the party understands everything of what their items do. So we'll just go around the room and why don't we just have our goons uh, introduce themselves one more time and give me another fun fact. Yes. Give me a fun fact. Oh, bonus. Fun. It's got to be a spooky fun, 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 fun fact. It's got to be a spooky fun spooky fact about thing. your childhood <clears throat> from your character's childhood, their fears. Yes. Yeah, so I'll start it off here. My name is jo- J- Joey. Almost put my shoot name into the world. My um, I'm the player character. I'm the player of the character Plato, uh, from from Texas, by the way. Uh, so Plato's probably favorite magical item is his friend Bookie. Um, he's a book that can talk and is very intelligent in in the magical ways. It's a green, leathery book with tattered pages filled with arcane characters and uh. He talks, so he's kind of magically gifted, you could say. Yeah. yeah. What um, kind of characters? Like Snoopy? Like, uh, <laughs> <laughs> more like, uh, he, he speaks Chinese pretty much is what I'm oh, saying. Okay. There's, um, All right. uh, you have to have a trained eye to read him. Uh, but who cares about Bookie? He's, he's not that interesting. Now let's get to the good stuff here. <laughs> so, <clears throat> the Wand of Swolebold Summoning. Yes, from the, uh, there's the, Third edition Kobold Press Swobold, the statted creature in the third, the Kobold Press. Yeah. So, what does your Swobold summoning yeah. stick do? So, this is a weapon of mass destruction in Plato's arsenal. He has yet to find a worthy opponent in which to utilize it against. But uh, I'll give you a quick quick description. It's uh, a red scaly wand with the the tip of it being an, a Kobold's mouth opening, giving a double bicep on the sides. Uh, and he can use it to summon swolebolds. To be quite blunt, Just how many? Kobolds. Yes, uh, one. Uh, oh. Whenever you cast the skullbold or the swolebold, uh, you roll a dice to see what what kobold you get. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have different names. One of them is a little bit stronger than the others. If you roll a specific number, but um, you have to uh, you have to wait and see. You have to tune in. <sighs> You have to tune in to find that one out, folks. Um, And now for uh, something that is near and dear to Plato, it's something he is constantly uh, engulfed in. It's his cloak of protection. Um, It's his wizardy-looking cloak. It's uh, a dark blue. Um, It's quite tattered at this point. He's only worn... It's the only piece of clothing that he's exclusively worn since he's got it and never taken off. He sleeps in it, he fights in it, he eats in it, and he's a messy eater. Fun fact about Plato, actually. So dirty. 
there's the Plato fun fact. He's actually a messy eater. So there's a bunch of, I mean, this cloak is, uh, if it were not magical, it would just be hanging on by threads. It'd be like your, your blanket that you had as a kid that, uh, is worn out now. Um, but yeah, it's dark blue. It's got, uh, like metallic golden trim lining the edges. It's, it's pretty epic. I'm not going to lie to you guys. Uh, and it boosts his armor class by one point. Doesn't take a one of your slots to. Uh... No, there's no attuning needed here. Just his armor class. Yes. Okay. All right. Thank you, Joey. We're gonna move on to Jaden. All right. Uh, well, Ithquant. Oh, hello. I'm Jaden. I'm playing Ithquant the Paladin. Uh, I'm fun goon number five. Ithquant's childhood. Fun, fearful, fun fact about Ithquant's childhood. Well, there aren't any because he didn't have a very fearing childhood. However, uh, his adult life is an absolute nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> he has yet to do anything successful. Uh, I'm also not sure when this episode will come out, so that could be wrong by that point that this episode comes out. But if it comes out when I think it does, then he hasn't done anything successful, uh, and he believes himself to be a complete and utter failure, and there's nothing more terrifying than that. This is the scary part, because like I'm sure like real people have this actual fear as adults, too. You're like, why the fuck is, can't I go oh, back to okay. childhood? It's with you. And uh, maybe don't follow Ithquant because, yeah, I'm going to just slap that there. <laughs> Anyways. that one there. Anyways, Anyways he's got two magic items. Uh, we'll start with the lesser one. So he has Razor Wind. Razor Wind is a plus one, plus one longsword, which means it gives him a plus one to his attack rolls and a plus one to his damage rolls. Additionally, uh, Razor Wind has a unique property of being able to cast Gust, but it can only do this three times per day. Mm, but he can now, cast Gust. That's cool. Yeah. Uh, however, uh, while he, Re- Ithquant has used Razorwind to cast Gus, he has not used it in combat because it is, it is inferior to his family heirloom's longsword. It is a magic item. It's maybe responsible for granting Ithquant all of his paladin powers. There is some debate on that occasionally. It is up in the air for him as not far for, as he not knows. Not for Ithquant. Ithquant's 100% certain. I think he's... Jimmy's deciding if he's going to make that the case. <laughs> he's fully uh, in but, the Kool-Aid. Ithquant and Jaden both extremely agree that the blade is what binds the pact between uh the ithquant clan and the doomwing mm-hmm. and that should one break so should the other yeah and that that definitely like seems like it's the heirloom piece to his family is why he doesn't use his plus one plus one weapon right. it would be it would be wind. sacrilege uh it is proven to be a little bit of a detriment to him because ithquant can't hit for shit <laughs> um, have you considered that that's a skill issue all right Let's, is that, that's that's, everything. That's everything. Yeah. Let's move on. Address. All right. So my name is Alec. I'm speaking from inside of your skin. Peel your skin off. I'm creepy. Mm. Um, I'm playing the level three monk human address. Uh, Fun, spooky fact about him. He's slightly afraid that every time he uses one of his monk abilities now, that there's a change that he just blows up and kills everyone around him because he doesn't know how it works. So he's just like, what's going to happen this time? Am I going to overshoot try the RKO so? And am I going to cause a freaking bad thing? But speaking of lightning stuff. Uh, have you considered first, that it's a skill issue? Have you considered I'm living in your walls? Yes. Um, <laughs> the first. What a rebuttal. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> the first. There is no comeback. You broke him. You broke him. <laughs> the first uh, of my two magic items is the hand wraps of the gathering storm. 
They're a deep navy with a web of lightning patterns on them. When attempting to adorn them, the user feels the ushering foresight of an oncoming storm. Uh, he found these in, I believe, Withicay. He was granted the, he was granted them by the pitmaster there. Um, and then shortly after that, he started developing lightning powers. He's not sure if there's any connection there. Um, but they have a plus one to hit and damage. They can hold 10 charges and gain one charge when you land an uncharged hit and two charges on a critical hit. Before you attack, you can choose to expend five charges to deal an additional 1d6 plus two lightning damage, and they are attunement. The funny thing about these is that I keep forgetting how many charges I have, so I feel like I'm accidentally resetting them back to zero, so I've never used that actual ability. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Anyways, they're good. They give they give me more chance to hit and more damage, so I like them. They're funny. What other item do you have on you? I have the bag of holding. Um, what does it look like in this case? So, so normally, I think it looks like a little bag with a smiley face, but I don't know if that's exactly how you have it. Yeah, I think it's just a little bag with a with a little smiley face on it because it's not really address's item. It's more so the group's address kind of just carries it for everyone. Gotcha. Okay, but it's. Uh, like a little bag, it's not attunement. It has an interior space considerably larger than its outside, roughly two feet in diameter at the mouth and four feet deep. The bag can hold up to 500 pounds, not exceeding a volume of 64 cubic feet. It weighs 15 pounds regardless of its contents, and retrieving an item from the bag requires an action. If the bag is, which I think we, we don't always pay attention to that, but, you know, it's cool, who cares? Yeah, tracking weight can sometimes be super annoying, yeah. uh, because then every item you guys pilfer or grab off the ground, you have to be like, what's the weight of that? And look yeah. it up in the book. And, and how does it fit in the 64 cubic feet of the bag? And you gotta play Jenga in your head. <laughs> but if the bag is overloaded, pierced, or torn, it ruptures and is destroyed, and its contents are scattered in the astral plane. If it's turned inside out, its contents spill forth unharmed, but the bag must be put right before, before it can be used again. Breathing creatures inside the bag can survive for a number of minutes equal to 10 divided by the number of creatures, minimum one minute, after which time they begin to suffocate. Now, if you put a bag of holding inside another bag of holding or similar item, it instantly destroys both items and opens the gates of the astral plane. The gate originates where one item was placed inside the other. Any creature within 10 feet of the gate is sucked through it to a random location on the astral plane. The gate then closes. The gate is one way op- only and can't be reopened. Yeah, so this is really <laughs> great because, like, my world doesn't have, like, a written astral plane in it. Mm-hmm. So I don't know where the fuck that's taking you. Yeah. Like, if I, if you guys do that, fuck if I know. Like, I haven't figured that out yet. The Doom and, Dimension. Cool. Welcome to the Doom yeah. Dimension, guys. Welcome to the Doom Wing. He eats you. But there's a cool trick for you kids at home. If you make an arrow with one bag of holding facing another open bag of holding and then you shoot it, that's just a portable black hole. That's true. So I don't think Jimmy's going to ever give us two of those for that purpose. But, uh, you know, it's funny. You're implying we know enough about a bag of holdings to think that they stack. That's fair. But also, it's funny. Because I think Plato's the only one who could... That's where you go. If you put two two bags of holding together, you guys go to Goon World. (laughs) Well, now we have to. They just just appear in the real world. They're like, like what oh, Travis Scott's like, Juice fuck World that. or whatever the fuck? <laughs> Travis Scott's Juice World. Yeah, that's that's Goon Goon World. World. Yeah. It's like, it's like, who framed Roger Rabbit, you know? Yeah, it's like the actual animated, yeah. <laughs> animated world. Anyways. The animated live action movie, yes. who framed Roger Rabbit. That's the Goon yeah. World. Anyways, uh, that's it for me. Okay, let's move on. Samuel. Hi. Um, my name's Samuel, uh, coming to you from the darkest corner of your bedroom. 
don't look for me. Uh, and I'm here talking about my character, Borovic Smokestone, the sorcerer dwarf. Guys, I just looked. He is in the corner of this room right now. I fucking told you. No, th- this is I a bedroom. It. The goon layer is technically a bedroom. The goon layer? <laughs> for our Instagram post. my bed? Uh, you don't get a bed. You sleep on the floor. Well, who, who has a bed? I'm just hanging out in the corner, dude. I don't know. I, I can't just roll myself up in the noise-blocking curtain. Guys, it's really crazy that, like, we're saying all this, and Jaden's just not acknowledging the fact that Samuel's in the corner of the room. I'm just saying it's not a bedroom, though. It, it is, though. All right, it's semantics at that point. Oh, just yeah. because there's no bed doesn't there's mean it's not There's been some bedding in here. Yeah, I mean, I mean just ask <laughs> the me bed and bedded. <laughs> Sorry, Samuel. Uh, no, no, it's fine. Uh, so, my magical items. First, and probably Borovic's favorite, is his trusty hammer, Cavern Crusher, which was discovered, funnily enough, in a cavern. Mm. Go figure. It's, I mean, generally, it's a great hammer. It's got a pretty high attack bonus, which means I can roll a little lower and still hit somebody. Um, Good, good damage. And what's really nice about it, and I guess the magical quality of it, mm-hmm. is I think three times a day, mm-hmm. I have a chance to, if I hit someone with the hammer, straight just knock them to the ground. Yeah. Which is pretty effective if you're surrounded by people. It's a okay. nice thing to have around. Also, when people are knocked prone, other people have advantage to hit them. Pretty nice. Pretty nice. It's like a skip turn. And uh, my s- second, or I guess I should describe the hammer. It's a beautiful hammer. It's got a black wood handle and an iron head. It's simple, but gorgeous. And also a little a few streaks of blood here and there. Not cleaned. Not cleaned. Since the last conflict. Um... Then my second magical item is called the Halfling Stone, which to the casual observer looks like just a rock. But if you have a keen eye for rocks like Borovic, mm-hmm. it stands out like a gemstone. It's um, a stone where you, the, if you have it on your person, when you roll a natural one on a d20, which is obviously the worst you can do, mm-hmm. you have a chance to re-roll it, but you have to use the new result. Which could be a natural one again if you're really unlucky, which sometimes I am. But uh, once you've used it twice, it has to recharge until the next day. Yeah, it has to takes a day to get better. You've expended all the luck. You've taken all. You've the taken luck all away. the luck, good or bad. And how this works is it's just drawing on other people around you's luck. It's just like saps <laughs> away at the luck of people around you. That's why all your friends like roll nat ones. Just draining That's why them. I never hit. That's why, yeah. Actually, it's just taking it all from Ithplot right now. <laughs> it picks the tallest person in the room and saps their luck. Oh, I understand. You mean in the... Okay. Yeah, Ithquant, the seven-foot-tall dragonborn. Uh, thank you. Is that because they're jealous of, of my height. That's both of them. It's exactly. Halflings are jealous of Ithquant's height, so they sap his luck. All right, Vralin? Uh, hello. My name is James. Um, coming to you from under the bed. <laughs> There's no bed in the room we've established. Well, it's a bedroom. That's true. That means there has to be a bed. Wouldn't you like to know, Draggy Boy? Draggy um, Boy. I'm I feel like that's a slur. Better than, <laughs> better than Lizard Man. Um, uh, I don't know. I think it's a slur. Uh, a spooky, spooky fun fact about Veralden is, uh, for the longest time as a kid, he was scared that there was a big tentacle monster in the library because he heard about big tentacle monsters in libraries that eat you if you make sound, and he was very like afraid of that. Is this like because he grew up in a library? Yeah, he grew up in a library. His mom instilled this in his head, probably. Yeah. Oh no! But like, he's over it. Now. Like, he realizes, oh, he was a child. You know. 
Yeah. They you know, the bell doesn't ring. The thing doesn't come and hunt you, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. Uh, so I've got some some magic items on me. I got a uh, Sakure. Fuck. Sakure. Um, which is probably the one I've used the most. Uh, it is a whip that I got off the corpse of Jorky Thorky. Uh, it is made of living wood, which is a reason that Veralden tries not to use it much because he he finds it like an atrocity. Um, but it is a whip fashioned out of living wood, uh, and it always has like flowers on it. Uh, it gives Veralden a plus one to hit with it and a plus one to damage. And if he hits a creature with it, uh, the petals of the flowers fall off and explode, dealing a D4 fire damage to everyone around that creature. Also, twice a day, Veralden can use it to basically cast a fireball, a fire blast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely yeah. not a fireball. A fire blast. Uh, and for everyone also listening that hasn't played Dungeons & Dragons really before, just fire blast is firebolt. Firebolt is firebolt. Fireball is another fucking spell. And any other ones you had, Joey? Um, those, are only, those are the only good spells, I think you really. said fire boom once. Okay, fire boom is also firebolt. It's going to be really weird when you actually get fireball. I'll, I'll never get fireball. Why would he, I get fireball? He'll That's get it. And when fire blast exists. Yeah. Yeah. He will get it. You got to make a homebrew spell. Oh, there's no way. There's yeah. no yeah. way Joey takes fireball. He's, he's going to take fireball. No. And he's going to be like, I cast fireball. And we're like, oh, are you sure, bro? It's just one guy. <laughs> he's just like, yeah. And then he rolls his attack roll. We're like, That's not how that works. No, no. no that doesn't sound like He's going to take fire boom in the campaign. I already have the ma- I already have the best fire attack. There's no other it's fire bomb. In the setting book, you got to make fire blast a spell. Yeah, I'm writing the spell Fire Blast. Yeah. It just says it's Firebolt. It's the same word exactly like Firebolt, <laughs> but it's just Fire Blast. Would that be plagiarism? No. It'd be no. fine. No. It'd be fine. No. All right, no, we're going to change the effect of no, no. it. Where it, it doesn't matter. A, it's, you... not, it's not plagiarism either way. It's in the SRD. Yeah. It's a, yeah, we're just changing the name of it. <clears throat> just write it in a different font. It's fine. Yeah. In Comic Sans. Yeah, come at me. Come at me. I'm writing it. Fire Blast is the new spell in my world. All right. All right. The next item Veralden has that he's used significantly less is Thornblight. Uh, like Sakura, it came from the corpse of Jorky Thorky um, and is also made of living wood, which is why Veralden tries to avoid using either of them because um, he despises that they exist and is searching to like try and free the spirits that are trapped inside them of the trees. Uh it is a hand axe with a plus one to hit and a plus two to damage. Uh, it is light and thrown properties. Um, while using the axe, uh, when you hit a creature, you can use a bonus action to cause vines to rip from the ground, grabbing them, dealing an additional 1d6 damage. The creatures suffer from difficult terrain until the end of their next turn, and it can be used twice a day. Okay. Yeah, those are the two big items you got from Jorky Thorky when you killed her. Yes. Yeah. yeah, that's... Yes. Which you have come to terms with. So. Not really. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I tried. Uh, and the, my, my final item are uh, a, pair of, a pair of leather boots. They, they, they've got some pretty cool designs on them. You know, nothing too flashy, but they got some leaves and shit. Uh, and they are boots of elven kind. Uh, when you wear these boots, you make no sound with steps and have advantage on stealth checks. Ooh, 
Nice. Uh, I need to ju- double back to something because Samuel, I didn't. You had a fun fact for Borvik about his, something fearful in his childhood you never shared with us. All right. Pigs. Just afraid Cops of pigs. It is tra- Yeah, he is afraid. But why? But why? is That's the question. So, <laughs> the first highest Borovic ever pulled off. He was 12 years old. Okay. And as is tradition, the my father, or adopted father, mm-hmm. decided to do his, his childhood ceremony, which was hiding in the corpse of a dead pig and coming to my bedroom in the middle of the night. Cheering and carrying two torches. Oh my god! What the? What the fuck? I'm surprised you're so normal. Oh my god! Yeah. And so I don't like pigs very much anymore. <laughs> okay, okay. I yeah, that's. I you know what? So I, please stop asking about the pigs. I asked. Yep i I asked for this. I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, all the fans in the comments. Guess who's in therapy tomorrow? Borovic. <laughs> uh. And one other person that did not share their fun fact with us. He was a mess eater. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I guess. And yeah, you built that into his cloak. I want to hear what's what's Plato's childhood trauma. Okay. What's the spooky reason? All right. Spooky. All right. You want to hear? You want me to give you the goodies? Yeah, one of the goodies. All right. All right. So Plato's a young child, right? Of a young childlike age, and he's <laughs> what. Is... No, Sorry, it's like I'm there. That tracks. Okay. I'm picture in my head right now. Okay. Childlike age, child. Right. You know, young. Uh, <laughs> I was going so, old. <laughs> so, uh, you know, he's uh, eating um, a pickle. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> he starts choking on the pickle. And he almost dies. It's a near-death experience. Oh, God. Yeah, it's a, it's a real big deal. And, um, it's a real big deal. <laughs> But, uh, look, I don't want to relish on it anymore. I just want to move back. <laughs> I guess you could say it was in the pickle. Yeah, so, I, yeah, I'll leave the it there. pickle was in him. Well, I'm sorry, he's afraid of, like, choking on pickles? Yeah. Or suffocation? Yeah. Just both. Because yeah. he had you choked up, huh? <laughs> yeah. I'll be here all night. Thank you. I'm spooked as fuck. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Fucking right. horrified. Damn, boys. Okay, guys, that's all the spooky... Details of all of our magical items. <clears throat> Everyone's magical item stats. Everyone should have those stats now. Fucking now, queer now, and fear. Now when you guys do shit like that and you say, I want to use my item, you don't. we don't have to explain that shit because they can just listen to this again. Until we get new ones and then we have to explain those. And next Halloween. Next Halloween. You don't get another one until next Halloween. Yeah. Well, hopefully next. they'll be here when you explain the magic items to us. Yeah, well, yeah. Ideally, they will listen to all of the magic items when I list it, and then we'll relist them all again. Yeah, for anyone who's hopping in in the middle like a little cheater. If you hop yeah. into the middle of the... Like, I get it for the first few episodes, like, with the audio being the way it is to an extent, <clears> but, <throat> like, come on. No, 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 hold on. At a, cer- it, if, at a certain point, like, if we're 50 episodes into this, you don't have to go watch all the previous 50. That's a lot of time. It's yeah. like One Piece. I, I get it. You just watch the last episode and go, wow, that wasn't worth it. 
Yeah, but, exactly. But, but, stop bashing. <laughs> no, I was bashing one piece. Oh, okay. But by and episode us. 50, and we us. should have video set up, so you'll be able nope. to see God, faces. No. We'll, be, no. we'll actually be live streaming these. So you can yeah, see yeah, how much If we can have video, up. we can go on YouTube. Yeah, if we live stream this, we get, to, we get to sit here and watch Samuel do math for five minutes. That's oh. exactly right. I mean, we hey. could put it on YouTube and just put our logo you as see like, all the a static video. Thank you guys. Happy Halloween to anyone listening. If we've released this song, I'm listening. Oh. Happy November 4th. <laughs> That's honestly probably it is late. <laughs> Happy February 27th. That's, that's Jimmy's scary fun fact. This gets released late. <laughs> Don't they said sleep. everything was delayed. Damn it. Alright guys, thank you guys, and uh, I'll never wait. I don't know if I'm putting outro music on this, but we'll go through it anyways. Our opening music, if I add it, is by Sarush Abedi, our and uh, at Suma Studio, Alex and Alexander Nakarada. Our cover art's by Casey May. Outro music by Alexander Nakarada, if there is. Uh, audio editing is potentially by most likely me, but potentially James slash Chris. Remind um, me to bring a fucking external hard drive, and I will show up, and I will steal all your shit and edit it. Yes, everyone, uh, everyone listening to the podcast, please go on the Instagram and comments. Uh, James slash Chris, remember to bring your. Uh... I know. I'm gonna tell you when they remind me. Okay. Yeah. Just okay. get them to get them to tell me too, so you'll feel even more peer pressure. Um, and you could. Uh, our Instagram's at goon.quest, and if you'd like to provide names of NPCs or have ideas for magic items, you can submit them at uh, goonquest.outlook.com or through the Google form on our Instagram. Um, the link is in the bio. dogs.